So today I'm joined by my team and I'm going to hand over to Bav first to introduce herself and her Sikhi journey. Okay, hi guys, I'm Bav. Um, so yeah, my Sikhi journey started from being born in a Sikh household, really, uh, which was the biggest blessing because of the exposure to Fad and Kirtan from a young age. And obviously, I think a lot of us watched like the basics of Sikhi videos growing up um but I feel like I joined quite late to that party so all of a sudden really I just wanted to learn about Sikhi more about um our history um and I started to realize that Sikhi was not really what I thought I knew and what I grew up with so I started to question well what is Sikhi then and uh, what is the Guru's way quite quickly I think I started to realize that uh, the version of Sikhi a lot of us grow up with today or my generation at least, is quite an English system. Really a, a random version of Sikhi based on other people's perception, uh, which has influenced our understanding of Sikhi. So I wanted to know for myself, and the only way I could have done this was uh, reading Gurbani myself and looking into our history. I started doing Japji Sahib, and I think a lot of us are scared about doing that, but just throw yourself in there. I feel like that's the best way to do it. And yeah, just really trying to grasp the authentic way of Sikhi and how our gurus live. So Bav, you've been doing Seva with me since January now for Sikhi class, I think, right? Yeah, around January time, yeah. I just remember you texting me in January time, like, oh, do you want to control or have, have a little go at... Um, doing some tweets, starting up a Twitter account, uh, just see how you feel. And uh, after we started it up together, it was it just kind of blew up from there, really. I really enjoyed doing the tweets and, um, yeah, and just getting involved, yeah. And then we also have Sim with us. And Sim, you can introduce yourself in your Sikhi journey as well. And you started with us recently, so you can let everyone know how it's been for you as well. Yeah, thanks for that, Bab and Sim. So my Sikhi journey was a little bit... Um, <laughs> different to everyone else's I believe it to be because um like Fab like Simran I was also born into a Sikhi household but it was different in the sense that at the age of 11 my old sister had asked for a gutka that was a Japji sub gutka with English translations and um she did it for a few days but I also wanted to prove that I could uh, you know read Bart I wanted to be involved I was like you know what why don't I just do it if she can because I woke up really early and the first few days I was doing it because I felt like I should do it like I've started now I can't stop and then after a few months it became this thing of I really wanted to do it there was something about the Bart and the Gurbani that was just making me really want to read more into the Bart I felt like you know I could be Amritshak this is it I'm doing the Bart and everything and then when I grew up I also realized that there was actually it was different to what I assumed it to first be rather than just only doing Seva and Bart there was a lot more to it as we all know with our Sikhi journeys and I feel like now I'm at this part where I just want to learn more because I realized there was huge gaps in my learning and my understanding of what Sikhi and the ethos of it and all the fundamentals of Sikhi rather so um I actually remember being I don't know when did you ask me March I think it was like a month a month ago it must have it must have been yeah, like I think it's been over a month now so that's when the journey started um I was offered by Simran and I just thought this is the best step in the right direction. It's something that I would love to be a part of because you're just doing that bit of Seva and it's not like, it's not like just me watching YouTube videos. Now I get to actively help and put out a side that hopefully youth can relate to and make that little bridge a bit more easier to understand. So I was- Yeah, and, and we're still all learning together as well. It's yeah. not like you know, we're experts or no, we're, we're still learning together, which is really nice as well to do. 
yeah no that's the thing right because even now like with I've been doing this for a year now and I'm still learning so it just shows that we've we've got a lot of learning to go um for all three of us uh working on this but basically the the basis of this podcast is so that people kind of get to grips with who they're watching or listening to or um who's writing the posts right and then also because one I think that's important because if you are um consuming that information then you need to know who you're allowing in your sangat so essentially we're kind of like sangat to people that are listening so they should know really who's behind the scenes but also because I want people to have a little bit more of an insight into what we're doing or what we're looking to do um in the future what, what is our goals with this um and I think I will kind of start by just saying at the beginning of starting sikki class it wasn't I'm not gonna lie it wasn't for it wasn't for anyone other than myself at that point mainly because I thought if I just make this Instagram account um I'll be able to put up posts and then just read through them jog my own memory um and it'll be fine and very quickly it it turned into something that people were messaging me about asking me questions about and at that point for me it was like I was researching answers to people's questions so that I could reply to them and then it just became this massive form of server where now we're doing podcasts with people on a weekly basis um talking about big topics just creating this platform for people to discuss what they feel needs to to get out there and needs to be communicated within our sangat um so creating that safe space for people to discuss what they feel is necessary and needs to be put out there was a very important form of server that we're doing at the moment as well um but you two have been taking over twitter recently um and if anyone hasn't followed our twitter it's just at sicky class isn't it um, just before um we answer that i just want to say it just goes to show from the response you've had on instagram like it goes to show how many people are actually interested or do have questions and that you know they do want to know more about Siki so that is why you decided and we decided to open these other platforms like Twitter um, and now TikTok as well yeah TikTok as well yeah that's um, we did that the other day um yes. yeah just a casual thing we did that the other day <laughs> yeah we just opened TikTok you know yeah yeah just just you know but even with TikTok right I feel like that we're, we're very mindful of the content that we put out because that is very important to us yeah. but the the reasoning is because the information that we're providing should be open and available to anyone who who would require it who wants to allow it in their sangha and in their presence and so opening a tiktok which is like very popular at the moment is kind of the next step but yeah twitter talk to me what, what have we been doing Okay, so how it started off is I actually took um, a lot of the roles from Bab, so I was a bit later on to the Twitter scene. But um, what was going on at the time was posting quotes and hook'em. So I guess, I feel like personally, even when I knew Simran was starting off the Sikki class, the posts that resonated with me the most were the hook'em posts because I haven't seen necessarily any other Sikki accounts do that so far. And there was a lot that I didn't know. So I felt like, wow, this is really important. It's good to get the word out there. If these are the hook'ems and they'd be put into English in a way that our generation can understand and people like from us, from Western countries could understand better. But like that was a really good thing to just put out. So they're part of it. And also the quotes that um, Simran was finding or either creating or, you know, wherever she was getting them from, I think they were really, 
popular on Twitter. I feel like even Bab told me, yeah, most of the time you'll see that they get a lot of good like likes, numbers, retweets. Uh, they go quite viral on Instagram as well. I feel like the quotes were quite popular because it, it just feels nice to have those key quotes that you can relate to because I know other religions do have um, posts and tweets and quotes where they can relate to, they put on their stories and stuff. So I felt like this was our own and it was to do with Das and Waheklu. So I feel like that's why perhaps the generation's relating. Yeah, people can relate to the uh, the quotes and we just want to be able to bring Sikhi to people's doorsteps. You know, they go on their phone, a quick scroll on Twitter and they see a really lovely quote that is to do with Sikhi. And yeah, people can just relate to it. So that is important. And then, yeah, what about TikTok? You guys are on TikTok now as well, do, holding that TikTok account. Um, it's basically the same thing, isn't it, with the, with the quotes? So TikTok is... Um, just a space where we can post some quotes you know with some really nice images for now we um some of the quotes are informative right some of the quotes do have like lines from Gurbani it wouldn't just be um taking them from Finesse. so I feel like now the quotes are we've done one and it's doing quite well so we'll carry on expanding on that and seeing how that goes I think it would be nice if we could have short like little pictures and text on top maybe tell a little story for when it's a special occasion like the Sakya Gurburab but um I think we're taking it as we're taking it as it comes as it comes yeah um, and from the response we get over this pandemic obviously at point, places of worship were closed temples were closed gurdwaras were closed and um, we we're meant to be going there to get all of our source of knowledge. But I remember one of my first few videos of Basics of Sikhi was by Jagraj Singhji explaining how this is meant to be like the gap, the bridge that young Sikhs can come and find out things about Sikhi. And he goes, this shouldn't really be my job. This should be the Gurdwara's job. Like when you go to church, you have priests, people will have their own pastor, people have a good relationship with their priest, but maybe a language barrier or people feeling like they're not religious enough. I don't, I think maybe there is that thing in our youth, but they don't think they can just walk up, go to the Gurdwara and talk to the Granthi necessarily. They might feel overwhelmed and do Matatek and try and talk to anyone religious in the family if they felt they had wanted that but there wasn't necessarily where you would go up you feel and any I'm not saying not everyone I'm saying obviously there are people but I would say at least my friendship with my cousins I know that they wouldn't have the courage to go to Gurdwara talk to the Granthi and say this is what it's about so it's just about being that little gap in between and letting the generation know like no this is us we're not all perfect we're all practicing we're all still learning basically we're all definitely still learning and I hope that um anyone who feels like they can't go to the Gurdwara or that they're not religious enough or they don't look like what they should be looking like to go to the Gurdwara, they don't feel sick enough, that they definitely can because we're all on our journeys. Sometimes I feel like that as well, but it doesn't mean that you should not take those steps towards Sikhi. From someone who actually can't speak Punjabi very well, um, it is hard. There is a language barrier when you go to the Gurdwara or when you talk to elders in the family like, and you want to know more about Sikhi, there is that barrier. So I feel like but now I started doing, you know, Barton stuff. So it's like there is a bridge, but don't make it a bridge. Don't make an excuse not to yeah. look into your religion or look into Sikhi. Do you know what I mean? So that's good because a lot of our posts are in English um, or, or they have English translations. Even when I've written Barney in one of the uh, comments on the Instagram, on an Instagram post, I've always translated it. And I got a lot of um, people messaging me, asking me to write my captions in Punjabi. Um, and the reason why I've never done that is because I know that a lot of my audience only read and write English. 
and yeah. and so it, the second I put it in Punjabi fully it kind of pushes Sikhi back into that the like people for people that can only speak and read in Punjabi fluently but the reason behind Sikhi class is to educate a wider audience right it's not just for people that can speak and write in Punjabi now technology is, is incredible you can translate those captions to Punjabi if your phone is in the Punjabi language and if you've got Punjabi keyboard and that is something that Godwana Sahib actually can work on in terms of educating younger Sangat who don't know Punjabi of course teach Punjabi and I think everyone should try and learn Punjabi at some stage but for the people that are in the process of doing so or haven't quite got to that point yet there needs to be a communication of Sikhi in English so that everyone can understand it. Yeah, I agree, Sim. Like when I started um, doing part from the translation Gurdga, it wasn't because I couldn't read Punjabi, it was because it was at such a basic level, like Ura, Ura, Era, um, like it was so basic that I, obviously I couldn't read Gurbani. And I didn't want to do it wrong. I think it's that fear factor of you don't want to disrespect your religion. It's something you identify with. You want to put it in the utmost respect. You care for it so much that you don't want to pronounce it wrong. But when you see even the English translations, because um, Punjabi is so pure, Gurmukhi is so pure, we don't have those letters in English. It's very hard to get those translations right. So I think, yes, it is very important that right now we make sure that there's there, there's this language that everyone can understand. They can get to know Sikhi if they want. Whether they're from a Punjabi household or not, a Sikhi household or not, if they come across this on Instagram, it could be something they read because they understand English. But um, also it's very important to perhaps if you are into your Sikhi to, and you do want to learn Gurbani, it would be very helpful if you do take that step towards Punjabi as well, because then that's just the pronunciation becomes easy and you know you're definitely pronouncing it how it should be pronounced. Mm -hmm. And pronunciation is very important as well, Bani. Um, so obviously learning Punjabi would be very helpful with that. So, I mean, yeah, obviously encourage younger Sangat to learn Punjabi, but also don't push them away from Sikhi because they don't know Punjabi. Yeah. That's kind of like the basis of what Sikhi class is really, is that, and, and like I said before, opening um, a safe space for discussion, like through our podcasts, because I feel like a lot of people feel scared, like you said, or not religious enough to have these open discussions. And so, Sikhi class, we kind of want to make it a space for people to have these discussions and, and not feel like they're going to be judged for where they're at with Sikhi, which is why at the start of every podcast, I ask my guests where they're at with Sikhi. Because um, I feel like people can relate to different people's stories and different people's journeys with Sikhi. And you don't have to be at a certain point in Sikhi to be considered a Sikh. So, you hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, so everything in this podcast is just about getting to know us and where our heads are at with the Sikhi journey. Of course, we're still learning. And this is all our opinion that we have formed from different Bajad videos and reading Barney's, doing our own research. But it's definitely not the law. It's definitely not that we claim to know everything about Sikhi. It's just our opinions on what we're currently seeing and how we would like to help the generation, the youth and anyone who's trying to get into Sikhi. So this is just a quick question for you guys. What do you perceive the fundamentals of Sikhi to be? Again, this is just your own opinion and what you see. It doesn't necessarily mean it's correct, but what do you think? I think there's loads of fundamentals to Sikhi. You can't really pinpoint them. Um, but I'd say doing your daily part is really important um, in 
being a good practicing Sikh. So when I was younger, it was just, if you do bark, if you don't eat meat, don't drink alcohol, don't cut your hair, you are a very good Sikh and you're going to get into heaven and it's great. But obviously as I grew up, I felt like doing my own research, it wasn't the case. And I believe that to be Beherava is a very important part of Sikhi. When you look the part, people around you feel safe because I feel safe around Sikhs, that's true. But um, it's also it stop you from doing bad things because you know you're um, looking at a certain way, you're representing a certain group, you wouldn't do that. But I feel like now for me, the fundamental Sikhi is when you look into Guru Nanak Dev Ji, when they came in the Kali Yog, it was basically this light that was saying, no, there's no point of fighting over religions because every route to God is correct. And the, as a job, my job as a Sikh, I do feel like it's about making sure every religion is allowed to practice and they're not being oppressed. I'm not saying that I'm actually physically there defending people. I wish I could, but I do my best in the way I talk and the way I try to educate people that how could we assume that there is only one correct route to God? How is that even possible when there's all these religions in the world? I personally do believe that every route to God is the correct route to God and Sikhi allows freedom and um, allows freedom of those religions to practice them without being oppressed so I felt like that was the key ethos of Sikhi when you look into it and when the Khalsa Panth was formed again against oppression so then I changed my ways from thinking oh you know if you go to the Gurdwara you don't cut your hair you're a good Sikh to yes do the Beherava that's very important as well but it has to come with you understanding what is the basics of your religion completely and is that the basics of Sikhi it's the basics of Sikhi for me but I know it might be different for everyone else. Simran what are your opinions on that? Okay so if you're looking at the basics of being a good sick anyone would say just being a good human is like the basic yeah. start of it you know that's a fundamental you know to just be able to have they are they are being in compassion towards anyone um and just being a good human is a very basic but if we're looking at Guru Nanak Devji's teachings of um Nam Japo which is you know, being able to recite Nam, um, recite Bard, recite Bani, um, and then you've got Girat Karo, so earning by honest means, and then Van Shako, so being able to share that with everyone, those could be seen as the three fundamentals of Sikhi as well. So again, the fundamentals of Sikhi is different to everyone. That's my kind of fundamentals of Sikhi. That would be where I would say, okay, at yeah. that point, if you were doing those things, you were going down the line of Sikhi because you're, you're doing everything that is correct in the eyes of Guru Sahib but then it brings up the argument of okay if you're not doing one of those are you not sick makes you a bad person or uh, not a good practicing sick right. yeah I agree that's, that's a good point guys so do you think that's why um that a lot of people in this yeah. generation would think oh I, I don't keep my hair or I drink alcohol go to the club eat meat so therefore I can't take these steps towards sicky do you think that's what maybe the generation's thinking these days definitely, definitely. I feel like the the generation today we're so involved in like the norm yeah but it, it's it's not like that for a lot of people I don't know from what you just said about one's fundamentals of Sikhi is very different that is probably where the root problem is where people are looking at say so the fundamentals to one person is to keep your bunch gagar and the yeah. fundamentals to someone else is what I just said about yeah. Guru Nanak Devji's teachings so if one person is saying you're not following Sikhi because you're not following the fundamentals of Sikhi that I believe in. That's where there's an issue. And that's why people are shying away from Sikhi because they're being mm. told that they're being told at that point that they are not following Sikhi the right way. But the, then that brings the question of, is there a right, a right way to follow Sikhi? 
the way Sikhi helps you as an individual is always going to be different, right? Your journey yeah. is always going to be different from the individual to Waheguru. It's always going to be different. So there's no point of comparing your fundamentals to anyone else either. Because in every, why would there be many different Rajadics, right? There'd only be one because that everyone would have the same. There wouldn't be needs for like loads and loads and loads. But Bart does stuff for you as an individual. Sikhi does stuff for you as an individual. So you're going to reflect it in an individualistic way. So there's no point of focusing on someone else's fundamentals and someone else telling you you're not a good Sikh because what is a good Sikh? It becomes an issue when we're knocking people off of their Sikhi because we need yeah. to realise that people have different fundamentals with Sikhi or different ways of approaching Sikhi. Um, but the second we tell someone that they're doing it wrong because they're not um, wearing the Banjaka guard or because they're drinking and then doing Nam Simran and then all of these things, this is where we're knocking people away from Sikhi pushing the youth away from Sikhi and telling people that Sikhi needs to be followed in one way but the journey of Sikhi for everyone is going to be different the destination is the same and I've said this so many times in so many podcasts because it's the one thing that has resonated with me the most because my Sikhi journey has been I would I would want to say like a straight road but it hasn't right and I don't think anyone's would ever be a straight road you know you've always got something that you have to tackle next to get to that that next stage of your Sikhi but if you're not having the right support at that point of of where you're trying to get over that barrier um you're going to get knocked back so someone saying to you that you're not following Sikhi right because you don't wear your bunch of guard it might be the case for them but that's gonna that's gonna push people away that's that's when there's an issue so the issue isn't people having different fundamentals of Sikhi is how you're putting those fundamentals on other people yeah I agree um so yeah following on from Simran's point um a lot of people say I'm not that religious but what is being religious do you have the correct perception for me I think Sikhi is not even about being religious it's more about having a duty of carrying Sikhi and um it's not like oh you know on Sunday I'll go to the Gurdwara and and practice Sikhi but it's like no every day is my duty to practice Sikhi and to do my part and to you know help others do my seva and I think that's where a lot of people do get it confused as well like it's not just something that you can do here and there it's not about oh I'm a really good person anyway like I'm, I'm not a bad person so it's fine it's about carrying the duty out and just going that extra mild I think Sikhi is just that thing where you do get into it I can't lie with any religion you will just get into it because it's just doing so much for you and your soul you will be one of to go to with it you might not think in a million years that's ever going to be me but why won't it be you you know this Mm. is kind of don't write it off yeah I think once you start doing part you do naturally that connection with the with the one or with the true guru does form so. No, it does. Of course it does. I think it, this is the thing though, right? Because there's so much pressure on people to find Sikhi at a certain point in their life. Um, but what we need to realise is that everyone's journey into Sikhi is is different. The way that we've found Sikhi now, us three, in a year, it will be completely different. Like we will be at different points of our Sikhi. Whether that is considered to some as us being more religious or not, is is irrelevant because that's our own personal journeys into Sikhi and the youth feel disconnected from Sikhi because there is this this expectation of what is religious and what isn't religious um what's considered to be a, a good Sikh what is considered to be a not good Sikh I think 
that's where there's a lot of judgment and that's where there's a lot of kids struggling to find their sick because people are pressurizing others to find it in a certain way. We've been on the platform for a while now, so we, we've seen it with our own eyes where gods get hate for the way that they practice Sikhi, and then gods get hate for the ways that they don't practice Sikhi. Um, and this is just going to drive the youth away from Sikhi. So obviously that's where Sikhi cast comes in, where we want to have open discussion. We want to talk about these things because we don't want people of the future kids of the future to have to see sicky in a certain way because it shouldn't be black and white yeah mm -hmm. same especially when the gurdwara is literally open to every single person it doesn't matter what religion you follow it doesn't matter who you are or the color of your skin it doesn't matter at all right the gurdwara is open to literally everyone it's and uh, we, we give langar you do seva you know you can it doesn't matter who you are and when it's just so inclusive it is so sad that people feel like especially our generation people even our age i know um uh, i know sick people from a uni or just cousins or whoever our age i feel like they all know in their head there's a perception of sicky but i drink alcohol i eat meat i go to the clubs i'm not a religious person i'm not a good sick and i think that if they're putting that in between them because they've probably heard from parents aunties uncles or whatever that oh you know this is a good sick this is a bad sick you're not being it and they kind of just distance themselves because they don't want to disrespect the religion I know people have respect for Sikhi and they don't want to be disrespectful towards it but how is that stopping you from um I'm not saying oh yeah do all those things and go to the good one I like definitely no I'm advising it all but I'm saying don't limit yourself and don't think because you're a certain way that you can't have that relationship with God. Who said you can't have a relationship with Waheguru, you know? That's up to you to make those decisions. It's up to you to follow what you want to follow. Um, please carry on giving it the respect that everyone does. I know people hold Sikhi with highest respect, so do I. So yeah, don't try and disrespect it. But um, having said that, don't distance yourself. Don't think that this, mm. is, this is micromanaged to the extent that I will never be a part of Sikhi. I don't follow the Banjka guard. Um, I think that's... Um, it's just going to stop you. It's going to make an excuse for you and you won't ever get involved. And it could, it could be the thing that really helps you, helps you with your work, helps you live a good house to life, but in peace. So please don't limit yourself basically to anyone in our generation. Don't think that you've done things and you're unforgivable. You're written off now. That's it. There's no improvement for you. Yeah, just find out, Siki, for yourself. Read Bonnie yourself, you know. Don't let the older gen or anyone else say, oh, this is what Siki is and this is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't do. This is what it says. Because until you see it for yourself, you won't actually know. Yeah. And even though we've had a lot of conversations, like, just read Good Bonnie yourself. I, I can tell you, I can say it in the podcast. How many times have we had conversation in the group chat where I've been like, girls, go and find out for yourself. Yeah. Because yeah. I know that me telling you lot something about Sikhi it might be that you take it a different way so I always encourage you two to just go and have a look at what we're talking about as well as hearing me say it and that goes yeah. for like any video that you watch as well the amount of basics of Sikhi videos that I've watched and allowed it to build probably 10% of my 10% of my opinion the the other 90% of my opinion is based on what I find myself and if everyone was to have that mindset going into whatever I'm not even just talking about Sikhi at this point any point of your life where you you feel like you need to form an opinion on it I encourage that that 90% of your opinion is formed from whatever experience that you've had on the situation as opposed to just listening to what everyone else says what Sim was saying before about people feeling like because they go clubbing because they drink they can't follow Sikhi um, I encourage you to go away and find out 
why you can't drink and why Sikhi doesn't why encourage clubbing, yeah. why yeah. you shouldn't, yeah. And and then form your own opinion on it um, because that is the only way that, if you just listen to everyone saying to you, you can't drink, you can't do this, you can't do that, you're just going to be so confused at that point because you're not, you're going to just, at, the, at that time, it's just going to be words, but you won't really know and understand why you can't drink until you go and read a Guru Gobind Singh Ji Maharaj's hukums about where, where Guru Sahib says we shouldn't drink or we shouldn't consume drugs. That is the only point at which you're really going to understand why and then form your opinion on it, right? And then decide whether it's a good route for you or not. Um, because I feel like a lot of people get scared of sikki because they're just told that they can't do certain things but there's no reason why yeah and i think when people are finding out those answers they will feel more content in themselves to maybe steer away from those things or maybe do it less or whatever however long it takes or whatever their journey is um i feel like sikki is so lovely because it does make you feel content makes you feel like you know it's me and Vaheguru and, and that's all that I need and and that's the true beauty of it yeah um I agree with um what you guys have just said with go away and find out for yourself if it's if it's something you feel like you should be doing but listen to the teachings behind it. it's not just yes or no you know Sikhi isn't black or white it's a spectrum any religion's a spectrum you shouldn't be thinking this is a certain level I'm at time to step up and stop doing all the evil bad things but why why do you think they're evil who told you that they're bad maybe go into it do your research see if it's something you want to be doing after seeing the reasoning behind it and um, definitely don't cast yourself as a bad person um, yeah, with what we said previously about forming opinions, don't listen to discerning elder generation that are like, don't do this, don't do that. But be careful because it shouldn't just be cut off what the elders say. The elder have the knowledge, right? They know everything. But perhaps the way they're coming across might be a little bit more orthodox in their way of practicing Sikhi. Not all of them. Some people scare because they care, right? So don't let's just not just shut them off completely, but form your own opinions. Because in anything in life, you can't be told to think a certain way. You need to do it for yourself. And with something as big as religion, it shouldn't be because you've heard from so-and-so, you know from your uncle, your granddad, whatever, that this is wrong, this is right. You're not following Sikhi. You know? Yeah, I agree. No, I agree. Uh, I think the elders know the elders know best like that's what we've been grown up to to yeah, know yeah. and of course they do like they look they've seen they're a lot more life than us they do and they've seen a lot yeah. more than us they they have a lot more knowledge than us sometimes the way that the elders put it is daunting to the youngsters um, and to the youth because we know what elders can be like they could be very blunt with what they say and be um, because of course because they know but it but they they know what they're talking about it's just the way that we we consume knowledge as youngsters is very different to how they've consumed knowledge so the way that they put it to us is in a way that they understand but being younger being born in a completely new generation we're going to take that information a lot different to how they put it to us if that makes sense so that's why i said before about the 10 percent thing um understand like letting people's opinions and what people tell you form 10 percent of your opinion on something and then the other 90 percent you go out and find it yourself um yeah. that's how that's how we need to be approaching Sikhi because if we're not and we're just allowing it to be black and white with do's and don'ts, um, we're going to be pushed away from it. And I think a lot of that learning came from my mum who would teach me a lot of Sikhi but then also tell me to go and read Barney myself. Um, 
and go and understand it for myself because you can you can have a sick journey being raised in a sick household um and you can call yourself a sick but honestly until until you start your own self-led journey into sicky you will not understand why we do what we do if that makes sense yeah, I wouldn't say that either of my grandparents, because neither of my grandparents were baptized Sikhs. I wasn't getting all of my Sikh knowledge from them, but they would teach me because they're Punjabi born. They would teach me Baad, they'd teach me simple things like Mool Mantir. So for me, they weren't the condescending ones, but I guess it would be other people in family who have so much respect for, you don't want to mess it up in front of them. And they're like, nope, don't do this, do that. And they're saying it out of a place of love. They're saying it because that's the way they care and respect for Sikhi. And you just have to understand that it could also be a cultural difference with my mum is always saying to me that this generation is very soft being born and bred in England. And she always says, no, Punjabi say it the way they should be saying it. They just say it without <laughs> floweriness, right? And I agree to a certain extent. So that could also be that, like no one's being mean. No one would ever try and put you off Sikhi. So I don't think they're trying to put you off. It could just be saying it the way they're used to hearing it. So it could also just be that. Yeah, in my household, I didn't, obviously I was born in a sick household, but there wasn't much sick influence, like mm. from either of my parents. It was kind of just like, yeah, you're in a sick household, you do the the, the normal stuff, you uh, celebrate all the, the special days and stuff. But I think when you get older, um, you just question, you know, you just question, well, what is, what is my history? What am I meant to be kind of doing what makes me a good sick and then you get into it so yeah listen to your elders they have really good wisdom mm, they do. Um, but not everything they say I, I'd say take stuff that they say with a pinch of salt because yeah as we keep saying you do need to find out for yourself um, and if you're surrounded by good sangha then you will naturally want to get into it um, yeah. and I think that's why like being a part of Sikhi class or even following it is um, still having good sanghat around you and you'd want to get into it and you'd want to learn more about it. What if I told you guys though, it wasn't necessarily the elders that are disconcerning, it's perhaps people that are a similar age to you in this generation, the six, the, the ones that are very active at the Gurdwara and if you felt like you could just never be a part of that loop and you think it's so amazing that they are, but you just see that you look different yeah. to them, you're not as sick as them, you, you don't wear the mala, you know, you don't have the Banshkakar, you're not Amrachak, like they might be Amrachak and they're literally of your age. So you feel like, oh my God, I'm never going to be involved and you can go Vajatabla, you can go Punjabi class, but you're never, you, you feel kind of like, you're not going to be a part of that loop. And I know other people, who, um, other Sikhs I know in our community for our local Godwara, I know some, some Sikhs do feel that way. Like, oh, you know, they've got their own elite group. But they might be the most lovely, welcoming people, but you just don't bother to go up to them and talk to them because they're some of the nicest people. So what are your me, like, I, I don't even talk Punjabi like, well. So it's yeah. hard for me. So I'm like, well, how can I even, you know, uh, progress so far into my Sikhi journey? But I'm going to make the effort to learn to read write and speak Punjabi properly and so it's just about it coming from within so a lot of your point relates to the normal social pressures within people of similar age to us for example if you're a sick and you drink alcohol you're going to feel guilty standing next to a sick who's been best with Amrit so the question is how do you think we can stop people feeling this guilt or resentment to themselves yeah, bad. Well, I just say even pressure. Rather, they see someone and they might not feel any of these three things. They might just think, right, I'm not that. I'm not religious. I'm not the religious one. You know, I'm not that type of sick. So how yeah. can we build that gap? How can we let people know, like, no, you're really... 
your path with Wahiguru, your path with any religion you follow, not just Sikhi now, it, it's the spectrum, right? You That's what people, I think, have a difficulty understanding. The problem here starts with people allowing external voices to influence their decisions or their opinions on certain things. And I say that because a lot of the time we allow people who we are not close to, people that we won't accept advice from or compliments from to criticise our way of thinking or our way of living. And we take their criticism on board as opposed to their opinions or that that provide us with some sort of benefit. Um, So there's a lot of external voices that are affecting our youth at the moment, because as we said before, a lot of people are saying what you should do and what you shouldn't do, as opposed to giving reasons why or educating. And sometimes that comes across really harsh. A very good place to start would be, instead of being that harsh on, on the younger generation, older generation, whoever we're trying to educate, there needs to be justification as to why we do things the way that we do them. So if you were telling someone that they shouldn't drink and they shouldn't drink and Siki, you know that you shouldn't drink, there needs to be a reason why. The second you just tell someone that they shouldn't do something, it's like telling a kid not to press a red button, they're going to press that red yeah, button. They're going to go press the red button. Of course, because they don't, because they're being told not to do something. And as humans... If you said to the kid, don't press the red button because a monster will come out and... They won't press it. Finger off. Yeah, they won't press it. It is exactly true. You're saying you, they, you need to give a reason. And the human brain, the human brain is very similar to a child brain. I mean, and I mean the fully developed brain because it's, we still it's more developed, isn't it? We still consume information the same way. So if you were telling someone who is younger they shouldn't drink, they're going to take it the same way unless you give them a reason why and you educate them on why. It's not going to hit them. Even then, they might decide to still continue to drink, but at that point, they have formed their own opinion on it as opposed yeah. to just taking criticism from someone that they wouldn't take good advice from. So the first thing would be to check who you allow to become your Sangat and to give you these opinions. Let me just say, what if there was a situation, I know we're saying, oh, there's red button, oh, you told them don't do it, don't, they're going to not do it, but, you know, everyone has such different backgrounds that they come from, different environments they come from. Maybe, what if the Sangat is their mum and dad? What if their mum and dad are alcoholics? What if their cousins, their older brothers are alcoholics, their older sisters, right? So how can we then say we understand, like, we understand people can be in different situations. They could be in depression. They could be grieving. It could be bereavement. And that's the reason they've turned to intoxicants. That could be the reason why they want to just fit in now when they go to uni. They want to drink with everyone else. They want to fit in maybe with their work friends, have a drink after work. So how could we then help those kind of people? Because this is not even now what the young generation, I'm saying older generations, how many times have we said in our community, oh, he's a shrubby, he's an alcoholic, right? He's a 40-year-old man, he's an alcoholic, he doesn't know any better. So how are we allowing people like that to understand, no, you're no different to me as a Sikh. It doesn't mean that just because I don't drink that I'm not on my own journey, that I think I'm perfect, because I really don't. I think I'm far from. But how can we let those people understand that we, everyone's on the same level as learning? No one's learned, right? It doesn't matter to the day you die, you're always going to be learning. You're a Sikh, you're always constantly learning. So how can we get those people to see that we are just like them? We're no different. I know us three, we're just, I don't matter what other people claim to be, us three don't claim to be any different from someone who's learning. So how could we get them? I think to- it's, just, it's just opening up the conversation to them. Um, like you said, giving them a reason not to press the red button. It's They're consuming that information. It's now inside them. So they can think about it when they want. They can form their opinion on it. So if you open up conversation with those people, then... Um, I think that's probably the first step getting in there in helping them um, to realize that you know it is okay 
um, if you want to do these things or if you're going through this at the moment that's why you're doing it it is okay but just know that you know there is another way around this as well yeah yeah discussion yeah. healthy discussion healthy um, discussion when I say healthy I mean not shutting people down for the things that they do because I feel like we are very inclined to know what's right and wrong and yeah. the second someone's doing something wrong we're not we're not approaching that situation carefully enough in the yeah. sense of we're not we're not I think anyone can be blamed for this I think we've all done it once before where we know that a certain thing is wrong but instead of educating that person and telling them why we've just gone nah you're wrong but if you actually step back and go and take in everything that they said and educate them about it that will be received very different by that person and that person will consume information differently we will we can we can all say we've done it right we're, we're all humans humans will make the same mistake where we we haven't at the end of the day but exactly it's, it's about controlling it and also not letting that affect how you perceive someone as well and what they're going through just definitely when talking to people and try and put yourself in them in their shoes uh, exactly. when they explain yeah what they're going through you can't judge someone else's sicky because the second you've done that you're not you're not on the you're not on the right path I'm sorry to say it, you're not on the right path yourself that journey is your personal journey and if someone if you feel like you are so entitled to judge someone else's journey you are you are going down in the the wrong way if people realize that they need to look at their own sikhi before looking at other people's sikhi, it will make it very easy for other people to practice sikhi and not feel like they are being restricted. Yeah, no, Sim, I agree so much because, again, with, when it came to the fundaments question, like, what do you personally believe? I personally believe the, the point of a, a true sikh and a good just disciple of any disciple of God, it doesn't matter what religion you're following, is just being selfless service, right? And stopping the uh, sikh specifically, stopping the oppression of people celebrating practicing religion how they wish and want to of course i don't think there's any world main religions that say be intoxicated and pray but it doesn't mean that we can then shut that person down and say you've come from a horrible background now you're resorting to these things and and this means that you will never ever be sick you're never going to find a religion no we should be helping those people aiding those people it's not easy to go through mm -hmm. trauma in life and i'm sure we've all been through certain parts of life which we wish we could forget or delete but you can't and it's how sicky has helped me through that, that i would love to share that with other people i would love to tell people there's a light and you're not alone but not even because i'm here because you are a soul bride to Waheguru, right you're never going to be alone so that's kind of the, the point I was getting at when I was asking, how can we get those people on board? Because they might not even be of our age group, might not just be young kid thinking they're different to the elders. It might be a middle-aged man or a middle-aged woman thinking that, you know, I've made choices in life. I don't identify as sick. I might go there for New Year's, go to the Godwara for New Year's, and I don't do anything else sick. I'm not sick. But why? You know, why did you, when did you start telling yourself that you couldn't be a sick or you couldn't practice? Is it because you do these things? Well, then who's to say that you can't? just educate yourself further and see what you really think about the religion and if you see if you really think you're religious or not you could still drink alcohol and do selfless service in a way that's not at the gurdwara you could just be helping a normal civilian right so then why would you tell yourself you're not religious when you know fundamentally you want to be a good person and these acts that you're doing can stop eventually along the way as long as you do your research you start having reasons for why you don't want to do certain things then who's to say you can't be one of the most practicing six one day or any religion that you're a part of we all have our own sin and that is so important for everyone to realize the second you acknowledge that you are sinning is the point at which you can move over it for example yeah. if you are someone that drinks the first step 
of, of being able to overcome that barrier is go, I drink, right? And then, okay, now that you know that you drink and you've acknowledged that you drink, how you, how you get over that would be uh, reading into why we don't drink in sick here. But you can't take that step unless you actually acknowledge that you drink. And then it's the it's the guilt that comes with it. The, the guilt is the problem because people feel like they're not worthy of sick here because they drink. But you need to realise that sick here is, is more than just, a it, yeah, it is the destination, but it's more than that. It's a lifestyle. It's a, it's a full-on lifestyle. When you The second you practice sick here, you are practicing a, a lifestyle that once adopting will change your life for the better, but it's taking that step. And a lot of people don't take that step because they realize that they're sinning, but they don't acknowledge that they're sinning and everyone has their own sin. So the second you realize, hold on, everyone else has their own sin as well, and but this is mine and I'm gonna overcome it and I'm not gonna judge anyone else for their sin. It just makes that path of sicky and that lifestyle of sicky so much easier to attain. Um, so, Sim, having said that, what would you say for someone who does deem themselves to be sick, drinks alcohol, let's just say our age, let me give a rough example, let's just say that someone our age, they drink alcohol, they go to the club, they don't care, but they know they're a good person fundamentally, they love going to the Gurdwara and they have their own relationship with God, what can we say for that? And we've just been saying it's a sin, it's a sin, what if they don't deem it as a sin, they say, you know what, it's no big deal, what can we say for that? my 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 opinion would be the same why okay why is it not a sin to you like have that open discussion with yourself first like why are you not okay why do you think that's not a sin um read barney read what guru cyber said read about why it's bad for you the fundamentals of sikir are different to everyone and yes yours might not include the fact that the the whole drinking and alcohol situation scenario but yeah, there is a point where if you want to come over drinking and get over it and stop doing it, again, acknowledging the fact that you do drink, realising why it's a bad thing, that's that's the only way you're going to kind of get over it. Because if you are not seeing it as a sin yourself, you're not ever going to stop drinking, right? If you're not learning about why it's bad, you're not going to stop doing it. And if you've then formed your opinion thinking that, yeah, do you know what? It's actually a good thing. That is between you and Guru Sahib. That is not for anyone else to comment on. That's mm-hmm. and, the, and the second that people are commenting on other people's sikki, we are pushing them away from sikki because that person might at that time think, yeah, do you know what? It's not that big of a deal. And later on realise that it's a bad thing and they should stop. But if people outside are saying that's a bad thing you need to stop and you're putting that pressure on someone as humans we can only take so much before we back away from something completely yeah because you feel like well they don't get me I'm on a different path okay forget this then maybe I'm not a sick right mm-hmm. and what would you say now in a different situation alcohol is more of a social thing or it could be depression or whatever but when it comes to hair removal for the young guards and sings how would you say when we know it's a sin and we shouldn't have to conform to societal norms we should be proud and we understand what God has given us even through evolution right scientifically now every hair we have on our body is an evolutionary benefit we know that we should have it and we remove it because of society pressure so how could we then say right you're not like how do we make those people feel like they're not sinning because I know I struggle with this as well removing hair is an issue for a lot of people around me I know it is so how could we then feel like less puppy less sinful for doing this because right now we just want to fit in okay so my first thing would be to say it is a sin we shouldn't be removing our hair I do it as well we shouldn't be doing it now 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 the fact that we've acknowledged that it is a sin and it's something that we shouldn't do how you get over it is going to be different from 
Jeff up the road to Fred down the road. So again, it's that idea of not putting pressure on yourself to remove, to stop removing your hair. It's that journey in itself is a personal journey that you are going to, and it's the same with alcohol, it's the same with drugs, whatever it is that you are doing that is a sin, that is a personal journey that you are going to approach very differently to your neighbor. With me, I'm talking from my experience because that's all I can, I can kind of go off of. I was, I was conforming to societal norms doing my eyebrows, removing my hair, because that's that's what we know, right? That's all we know. And it got to a point where I realised, hold on, this is really bad. And I was still doing it at that point. Knowing that it was a sin, I was still doing it because I was trying to find that comfort and that, that point at which I could go, do you know what, I'm going to stop now. That journey in itself is, it's not, it's not easy. It's not an easy journey. But when you start looking into Sikki and the reasons why, and you start having answers to, to why, um, it becomes somewhat easier for you to understand. For example, giving up meat, eating meat. I used to eat meat. Now I can't look at meat the same way because I know why we don't eat meat. And so it's easier for me to give up meat, right? So it's that. And it's also making our das that Guru Sahib gives you the strength to follow his sikhi. The second you've, you've said to Guru Sahib, do you know what, this is where I'm going wrong. Please keep me under your jaran and, and find and help me find that path to you where I can stop doing this. Um, Guru Sahib has acknowledged that, okay, this is what you're struggling with. And just as a, as a child will go to a parent when they're struggling with something, you've now gone to your parent, you've gone to Guru Sahib and you said, this is what I'm struggling with. Guru Sahib will eventually show you the way forward. But that journey takes as long as it needs to. And the second you start thinking that um, you can't do it, and that's because you're te- either you're telling yourself you can't do it or you're listening to someone else, you are knocking yourself back 10 steps. So it's just that trying to be consistent with it, trying to fully allow yourself to understand why and so going to Guru Sahib and knowing that you are doing something wrong and allowing Guru Sahib to bring you back towards them. You will not wake up one day and go, okay, tomorrow I'm going to stop cutting my hair. It doesn't happen like that. It doesn't. We wish, but it doesn't. It's a progressive thing. And it's like that with anything. I agree because I think the thing is, right, I don't do any intoxicants because I think I don't want anything stopping me from ever doing my bar to my barneys. It means so much to me and it gives me so much peace that there's no benefit for me. So what would you say for someone who um, doesn't drink alcohol because they say you write into with my barney or maybe it just doesn't stomach well for me, it's not palatable or um, I don't see the appeal, right? But they still remove their, um, their hair, whether they're a god or a thing because they think I want to fit into society. So but they don't feel bad about it, but they're doing their barneys. They really want to practice their barneys are they not allowed to do that if they're still removing hair but not intoxicated what's your take on that then no one can tell you what you are and what you're not allowed to do in sikhi that's the first thing and that if you feel like within your mind or within your rule you would you can't approach reading barney because you've gone and had a drink or you've gone and cut your hair and then you've come back and you're like oh i want to do barney um Again, that is that is such a personal struggle, and that is something that the only advice I could give to someone at that point is make her dance about it because Guru Sahib will bring that light in front of you and let you know what you should be doing at that point. My other thing is if you are allowing your sin to restrict you from practicing Sikhi, you will not ever, ever approach Sikhi in a good in a good way. And you will not you will not be able to take that leap because remember, we've been we were born in the perfect form, but during our life 
with Maya, with living in Kalyug, we are hit with so many distractions and these distractions are different forms of sin, right? So if we imagine if it's it's like me saying to you guys now, um, I drink. So because Siki doesn't say that we can drink, I'm never going to go to a Godwara. It just sounds so silly, right? Because you've put yourself in that bracket where you can't practice Siki. But this, you will never, ever be able to practice Sikhi until you've taken that step. So how are you going to take that step if you're stopping yourself because you're sinning? Yeah. Because this life is full of sin. It's, it's, you're gonna, there's always going to be something bad. So it's how you overcome. Like I said, it's how you overcome it. It's acknowledging that I do this bad thing, but how can I overcome it so I'm still in line with my Sikhi? Yeah. And I'm still following my Sikhi so that one day I can stop. But you're never going to be able to stop if you haven't taken that jump. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I feel like that is such a key, because I know all three of us, right, have been for our own things where we feel like at some point, like, oh no, I'm being a bad sick today. I've done this, I've done that. Can I do part or whatever, right? And I think the weird, the point here is, it's just about trying to be relatable. So if you are listening to this, regardless of your age or gender or anything, um, it's just that if you think that you can't go sicky because of X, Y, Z you're doing, you really can. Because if, as literally Simran hit the nail on the head, was if you don't take the first step, you're never going to take it. And it's going to, that spectrum, you're going to be pr- probably right at the very beginning because you're too scared to take that step because you don't want to disrespect it. Obviously, don't be disrespectful, but don't think that you can't take certain steps because who are we or who's anyone else to tell you the do's and don'ts, right? Do your own research, learn from the gurus yourself to understand what you can or can't do and learn the reasoning behind what you should or shouldn't do rather than do or don't. It's so lovely because even if you are um, uh, doing a sin or you are drinking alcohol or whatever, um, you know, when you do want to stop, when you do acknowledge that, then Guru Sahib will like welcome you back with open arms, will kind of like always accept you for... Um, making the right decision or do you know what I mean we always have to remember like exactly what you were saying Bav that Guru Sahib is the greatest forgiver so even if we have done something wrong Guru Sahib is not going to judge you for it ever the thing about um judgment is we take judgment from other people thinking that Guru Sahib thinks the same but it's not true yeah yeah it's not true. There's no way that Guru Sahib is going to turn around and t- turn his back on you because you've had a drink, because you've cut your hair, because you've done whatever it is, whatever form of sin it was. There's no way Guru Sahib is not going to welcome you back with open arms or stop you from going to the Godara because mm. you've done that one bad thing. And the reason why I'm like kind of laughing when I say it is because when we say it out loud like that, it sounds so silly, but I know how much we can all get stuck in our heads and think that this is the way forward but this is why having conversation like this is so good because I'm hoping that someone on the other end is going to listen to this and go do you know what it's actually so silly that I thought that way I want to ask you guys as well is there a point at which you have felt like you have been disconnected from Siki yeah so (laughs) uh, yeah so I would say I feel like for me when I felt like I was the most disconnected from Siki actually had a direct correlation with when I was doing Bart or not so I stayed around like year nine ten maybe the beginning of year 11 I was a bit like waking up late being a typical teen I wasn't doing my bath properly and it wasn't that I wasn't doing bath and it felt like a good sick but because I wasn't doing bath it just stopped me from doing certain little like little little things that would really benefit me to get onto that path of sicky I wasn't doing anymore so I think that was it for me what about you Bab? for me I think it's the main one is just not being able to talk Punjabi like that's quite a big barrier um and I feel like for a lot of people, it could also 
make them feel disconnected with Sikhi as well because that that's a language that our guru yeah. has spoken and what um, they've taught us everything in. So how I overcame that was just listening to uh, Bart and Barney uh, all the time, having it on repeat, um, you know, constantly listening to it, whether I'm before bed or just waking up or even during the day, just constantly having it on. And yeah. um, you catch on, you catch on to um, Bart and and then I feel like now for me, it's oh, actually learning um, how to read and write it. That will be next for me. Yeah. But you see, everyone does it in their own way. Some people might want to uh, read and write it first and then do Bart. But for me, it was like, no, I wanted to do Bart at that time. Um, I wanted to start reciting Jabji Saab, Keetan everything. So I did that first and now I want to read and write. Yeah. So what was what would you say was that push for you? Why did you randomly feel like, no, you wanted to do Bart? Was that what you felt like was the first step towards the KB? I think that it was just, I think during the first lockdown, um, like the first one in 2020 March, um, I kind of just felt like, why am I even following Sikhi? Um, so really just reading the English translation as well um, to Bonnie, it made me connect and it made me want to read it more and more. Yeah. And it's, it's touching when you read it um, in English or whatever language, Punjabi, um, and you actually understand it, it's nice. Yeah. Uh, over lockdown, I feel like similar to you, Bab, a lot of people were just faced in a room with all their thoughts, right? Maybe anything they've ever done. So much overthinking. Anyone I've spoken to is overthink, overthink. And even personally, I feel like that's when I had the most time in my entire life to just watch Nanak Nan videos, watch basics of mm. security. I'm not saying I did the most. I'm saying I just did more than I usually had ever done before. So yeah. I think, like you, saying that... Um, yeah, in lockdown, I think you, yeah. everyone did have that extra time. And yeah. it just made me wonder, oh, you know, well, what is Sikhi all about? Why am I um, saying I follow this religion? Uh, yeah. When do I know really that much about it? And obviously I, I did, um, but now I just have a great understanding. I I'm, I'm, yeah. um, want to just learn more now as well. So it's all about bettering yourself, I think. I feel like that was really healthy conversation. Um, a lot of the things that we addressed there um, goes off of our personal experiences, but also what we kind of want to achieve with the platform that we have now. Um, and going forward, we hope that Sikhi class just becomes that comfortable space for people to have these conversations um, and very open conversations, especially the new generation that is coming into Sikhi where we have seen that there's a lot of disconnect to Sikhi for different reasons. And we kind of want to encourage people to feel like they don't have to be pressured into Sikhi. It's kind of that personal journey that you take and it comes at your, in your own time, in, at your own pace. Um, and just reminding people that everyone's journeys are so different, but our destination ultimately is the same and we'll all get there if we put the work in ourselves and like my kind of big takeaway from this podcast is the opinion thing that I said about making sure that external voices form 10% of your opinions but everything else that you kind of gain is from your own understanding and your own research okay um I hope that it encourages people to 
go down sicky a different route and stop judging people for their for their sicky journeys and kind of just look into your own sicky journey a lot more so girls leave everyone with your final thoughts um and uh yeah we'll just end it there but um thank you for listening i just want to make it clear that um everything we say is with good intention um please don't take it badly we are still learning um, and forgive us if we've said anything wrong but also correct us um, so yeah, I, honestly, I agree, Sim. Um, my final thoughts would just be at the, but to summarize everything that's been said, take that step. If you think you can't take that step for whatever reason, you don't think you're religious enough, whatever your perception is, take that step, whatever step it may be into Sikhi, do some research, watch the YouTube vids, whatever, but take the step. That's all I'd like to say. I think my final thoughts are just to have those open conversations. Um, and yeah, don't feel pressured. Uh, everyone is on their own journey don't feel pressured by the people around you or by society norms get there in your own time and it, and at your own pace so this will be the final podcast of this season um yeah. and we're going to briefly talk about the podcast that we've already done so far um so girls do you have any favorites uh, that you've listened to already or was there anything that stood out to you i really enjoyed listening to um our collaboration with Core Collective, um, all about empowering cause. And um, also there was a bit about the farmers' protests in there and other movements. Um, as I call myself, listening to how other people relate to me and how there's a whole organisation who um, you cater, let's say, for cause and, and um, all of our struggles and what we have to face on the daily and, and not even just on the struggles, on the good things about us as well. Uh, focusing on the positives that was one of my favorites I really enjoyed listening to that one but all of them were really good even with the Bible Jeets thing that one I really enjoyed um, very informative I hope uh, everyone else enjoyed them as much as I did yeah so um, one of the ones that really stuck out to me because I've always had this discussion with my family is the big religion versus culture and there were so many points in that one where it was like uh, good points that you don't really think about you normally think Oh, culture is so bad, it taints the key, it ruins it. A lot of people think Punjabis drink, Punjabis are also known to be sick. But um, a good point was that it's actually stuff that we identify with. You know, when people leave that country, that's the language they speak, they come here, it's a complete different culture. So we shouldn't shun it entirely. It's like, how can we adapt both and not lose part of identity when Gurmukhi is written in a form of, like, if you read Punjabi, you could practically understand it right so um, obviously you'd still need to learn a good monkey a little bit so I think that was a very good point that was made and stuff that I'd never really thought about like that before and in general yeah all the podcasts were very well done so I'm excited to see what's installed for next season of podcasts I mean we work really hard on these podcasts and um, three of us together I think it takes a lot to find people to do podcasts with and then to record these podcasts edit them get them out um, we try to do it on a weekly basis um, and I think the next set of podcasts that have already been recorded are excellent and with some great people as well that are coming out in the few uh, the next few weeks um, and the, the conversations are very open um, to whoever I'm discussing them with um, so it's it's normally based on what someone wants to talk about what someone feels um, is important to them um, so these podcasts are open to anyone to come in and and talk about something that's important to them um so obviously if you would like to get involved um you could just reach out to any of us over instagram twitter i don't know i was gonna say tiktok but i, I don't know if you can message people on tiktok and 
can you do you that? Can. you can okay yeah cool so tiktok as well um and, and just let us know what you want to talk about and then we can try and form a, a podcast out of it and if there's a podcast that i would i do you know what i can't pick one but a podcast that a couple of podcasts that people should definitely go listen to i would go for the one of the first ones I did with Indipri about parenting and Sikhi, because that was very important, um, about raising your kids uh, in a Sikh household and how you're going to do it and, and how you're going to approach your kids with Sikhi is, is a very important topic. And hopefully I could do one with Indipri again sometime soon just to see how she's got on uh, with doing that. Also, as Bav said, the one with Bible Jeet Singh about finding happiness and gratitude, a very informative podcast. One that I did very recently with Benji about finding your purpose was the biggest wake up call for, for me and a lot of people that had also messaged me and, and responded to how they felt that that podcast had helped them so definitely listen to that one as well but I mean all of them have been excellent in their own way there's one that I did with Seeking Hope and Sick Analogy about bullying which was a very big topic at the time of recording it following yeah. the incident in Telford and so they all have a lot of relevance go over and listen to some of them let us know what you think of them we're always open to knowing how we can improve them um i mean the next next set of podcasts should be fun exciting uh Very good topic fun. a lot to look forward to definitely yeah. yeah i'm excited i'm excited guys well done for all the hard work sim bab everyone on this team yeah yeah I mean do you know what I might as well say now as well like you two put a lot of work into it over the last few months and there's a lot of things coming for us and I I actually couldn't be doing it on my own so I'm very glad that I've appointed two beautiful young ladies to help me out with it um uh, we've got big things coming is is yeah I mean hopefully we can also expand on our team as well you know we're not just a team of gores we we uh, you know can invite everyone and anyone so yeah we're just looking forward to the future 